IDC Radio. So like I wrote soundtrack is great and then like one hour later I was like soundtrack is not great. It's three <laughs> it's two songs playing over and over again. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, your home for the hottest movie topics of the week. I'm Alan Azulai. And I'm Gal Balaban. Hi Gal, last episode we talked about the Oscars for, I was gonna say hopefully the last time, but actually we talked about it a bit today as well. Uh, we had a blast going back to the 90s with Space Jam, and then we went deep into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. That's right Alan, and we had a blast. I see what you did there. This week we'll be diving into some movie news. For Total Recall, we'll be going back to the testosterone-filled 80s with Top Gun. I did not write that line. And we'll also be giving our thoughts on the latest Netflix movie, The Mitchells vs. The Machines. I wrote that line and I stand by it. Okay, so for movie news this week, our headliner is Marvel released a new spot to celebrate the cinematic experience. And they teased a lot of new stuff. What kind of stuff did they tease us, Cal? It was some big news. Like the first time we actually saw clips from the movie Eternals, which I'm very excited for. When you love something, you fight for it. We're the ones who changed everything. Chloe Zhao is directing it and... Um, I, and like this, this teaser got me excited. Just say that. I think releasing the footage now has a lot more meaning too, because she just won an Oscar. She just won two Oscars. She won Best Director and Best Picture. So like, good for her. That's right. So after the like, after the ones that we already know that are coming out, uh, Black Panther got a title. Black Panther Two is now called Wakanda Forever, which is emotional in so many f- levels. And it's, uh, it's debuting in theaters in July 2022. I'm still very on the fence. Like, I love the first Black Panther. And I'm just, like, not sure about how they'll do it without the iconic lead. Just because that character was so much in the center of it. And also the fact that they'll have the shadow of his legacy might just make the whole movie a little sad. And harder to experience than, like, the typical fun Marvel movie. But... I don't know. I mean, it seems like they want to move forward with it, and I'm going to have an open mind. It's coming out next summer, just a little over a year from now. I also agree with you. Like, I'm a little hesitant about, like, watching a Black Panther movie without Black Panther. But the rumor right now is that Shiri uh, is going to... Shuri? Sorry? Shuri. <laughs> Shuri's <laughs> going to take over the mantle like she does in the comics. And good for Letitia Wright. Like, um, she was great in the first one. She was a scene stealer. Yeah, and I'm, I'm down to seeing her becoming the Black Panther. So next up, we're looking at Captain Marvel 2, which is coming out November 2022 and is now titled The Marvels. The story behind this one uh, is it's called The Marvels now because it's not starting only Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. But it's also starring Eman Vellani, which is the new Miss Marvel. She's going to debut her, her show on Disney Plus by the end of the year. And it's also starring uh, Tiona Paris, which is, just became Photon, spoiler alert, 
in WandaVision. I loved her in WandaVision. She was pretty amazing. I can't wait to see her alongside Captain Marvel in this movie. Yeah, to see them three together should be like a power blast bonanza, like fun, fun times. So I'm glad that they're emphasizing that uh, it's going to be more of a team-up movie than just another standalone sequel. And also, some of the characters from the first Captain Marvel will be popping up in the show, Secret Invasion. We got an official release date for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, aka Ant-Man 3, which is February 2023. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, of all the titles that we have here, including the ones that we didn't mention that are coming before, this one is kind of low on my list. Might be even (laughs) the last one, because I really love the first Ant-Man. But I think it's that's more because of Edgar Wright than it is because of Peter Reed. Who didn't stay to direct <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah, but he did write the script and, and uh, he directed a little bit of the movie, if I'm not mistaken. But Peyton Reed did not prove himself for me in the second one. I thought the second one was very forgettable. It was the first MCU movie in a long time that I did not see in theaters. So Really? Yeah. I saw it opening night, honestly. Yeah, I'll like, be honest. That's how not how much I wasn't excited about it. Uh, and when I watched it on VOD, like a couple of months later, I was like, okay, I think I was right because like, it wasn't that great. Yeah, I'll be honest. First of all, to clarify, Edgar Wright left um, shortly before filming. He didn't actually film oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he developed it for yeah. years. And yeah. so sorry about that. That was my. my well, point. I do agree. Peyton Reed had like the least unique style from those two movies. I actually enjoyed Ammon and the Wasp more than the first one. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am excited for this one because they're bringing back the two leads plus Michael Pena and Jonathan Majors as King the Conqueror. So what I'm actually more excited about in this one is actually seeing Michelle Pfeiffer as the original Wasp because we did not get a lot of that. In uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. I wonder if that was actually her in the costume in that first scene, in like the flashback in Ant Man and the Wasp. Was that even them, or just like a voiceover? I think it might have been like just a voiceover, but I, it was. I think it was probably supposed to be them. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to see. Like, I don't know if they're gonna put um, oh, what's his name? The old the character. The older Ant Man. Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas. He's in it. No, no, no. I don't know if they're going to put him on the costume. Oh, I really we'll would see. like to see that. Him and Michelle Pfeiffer in the costume. Like, that's the only thing I want from this movie. Well, the farthest release date we have out is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is coming out May 2023. As you remember, there was like a story about James Gunn leaving and then coming back uh, to make this sequel, which I'm very happy that he's staying on, considering how unique and fun and awesome those first two movies were. Yeah, I love those those first two movies. This movie was actually supposed to come out, if I'm not mistaken, like in the beginning of Phase 4. So like it was supposed to come out like maybe after Black Widow or something like that before he was like fired. And then he ra- uh, he actually went and did a movie for DC that's coming out this year. The Suicide Squad It's coming out in August. I'm very hyped. I'm very hyped for that too. Love that trailer. And uh so now he's actually going to film a holiday special for Disney Plus with the Guardians cast. He's actually lining up to kick off summer of 2023. So that's that's exciting. Everything worked out for James Gunn. He has a DC movie, a Marvel movie, and a holiday special. One more thing that we did not put here, but I, I want to get your opinion on. Uh, they actually teased the logo after the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 thing. And it's the ro- the logo for Fantastic Four. 
Like, just because of the positioning in this trailer, I'm assuming it's coming out, like, maybe July 2023 or something like that. Are you hyped for that one? I'm really I'm hyped interested. for that one. I'm interested. I mean, we'll have to see. John Watts is directing, and he'll have to finish his work on Spider-Man No Way Home first. So, we'll see. But I'm very excited. There's no cast yet. We just know who's directing it. We don't even know the release date. But Phase 4, baby. Uh, I'm really excited about that one because the Fantastic Four has been horrible. All the times we've seen them on the screen. I and saw I'm, that 2015 one in theaters and oh, uh, I, me was, and my brother and my friend were just talking about how terrible it was when it ended. It was horrible. I watched it with my dad and like even he that like he he gives a lot of leeway to like superhero and action movies. Like he basically likes a lot more stuff. Like he's not as critical as I am. Even he was like, well, that was kind of trash, wasn't it? For real. Save your time. An hour and 40 minutes. Don't watch that. Don't watch it. Wait for the Kevin Feige MCU one. It's probably going to be 10 times better, like a million times better. All right. So the next news segment that we're going to talk about has nothing to do with superheroes, but I'm uh, very concerned about it. So another round, which is the film that won best foreign language film, international feature is now the name of the category has already been confirmed to have an English-language remake with Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, I think Leonardo DiCaprio has not, like, officially been um, attached. But, yeah, I'm... Just like you, I'm a little bit concerned about this because, like, this is way too fast. We just got, like, this... I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but apparently a great movie. Like, you want international feature. It's a really good movie. I've you, seen it. You've seen it? Okay, yeah. so I'm trusting you. Like, it's a really good movie, and... Matt Milkison, like, I love that man. And uh, kind of so doing good, him dirty man. here because, like, he's an actual, like, star and he knows how to speak English. Just put him on it. Look, when Parasite won Best Picture, I felt like it was starting to move more towards a culture where it was okay to watch movies in other languages and subtitles and international filmmaking being celebrated. And now with them confirming this remake towards the movie that got really acclaimed and watched by people, including me and others that I've talked to who don't normally watch foreign language films and really love this movie. And they also announced there's a movie called Train to Busan, which is like a Korean zombie movie. Now Hollywood wants to remake that in English, which is a great movie. And so I just don't like this trend that Hollywood keeps remaking movies that are acclaimed just because they're in a different language instead of encouraging people to watch movies in other languages and get out of their comfort zone a bit. As a person that likes not American, I've watched movies with like subtitles or dubbing my whole life. Um in, until like I was probably like nineteen or twenty. I probably watched all my movies with subtitles. Now I now I don't anymore because I speak English, but it's just so weird for us that that the Americans have a problem with this because it's something like the kids watch like movies with subtitles in other countries. So like us Americans, huh? <laughs> you Americans <laughs> again? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But like, yeah, I feel like America needs to get on that because it's it's honestly really good to like experience like the actual filmmakers like point of view instead of like. A, re- a remake point of view so yeah. i totally agree our last um our last news story for this week uh we're going back to talk to the oscars which i'm gonna state again i'm not very happy about <laughs> no i'm joking so uh, what happened with the oscars this year they are Tell not us. very happy with it either apparently because it was the 
lowest ratings for an Academy Award of all time. So damn, that's not great. Well, I feel like I mean I'm gonna watch them no matter what because that's something I love following. But I feel like this year, with no theaters, people fell out of the loop from watching these movies. Like, not everyone has HBO Max to watch Judas and the Black Messiah or Rental to watch Promising Young Woman or Hulu to watch Nomadland. So I'm sure some people saw, say, like, Chicago 7 or Mank or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But I doubt everyone, like, like kept in the loop about all of these films. Yeah, it was a very complicated and weird, like, award season overall. Like, it ended in April, which is so weird. I mean, I understand why awards aren't the first thing on people's minds right now. I'm sure next year will be more fun because they'll be back in the theater and we'll be back in the the cinemas. Yeah, finally. And I think, yeah, t- next year is going to be way better than this one. Uh, also, less movies will get delayed. Some were supposed to be in 2020, like West Side Story, that will now come out in 2021. Also in the Heights, I think, what's supposed to be in 2020. In the Heights is coming out next month. I'm so excited about that one. It's not great. Like, the Academy has been doing this, like, consistently every year. It gets worse, like, the viewership of the Oscars. Maybe they should just get a host. I I was going to suggest that, Gal. Thank you. Like, just get a host. After the whole Kevin Hart situation, which was so stupid because he deserved to host that award. It was a dream of his. And, like, because of, like, 10-year-old tweets or something. I know. It was so freaking stupid. And I, I still really want him to do it someday cause, because it, it's such a dream of his. And um, we, need, we need hosts back. I think, like, if we can get, like, maybe, like, next year they do, like, a big extravaganza with, like, more than one host. They do, like, can, could you imagine how fun would that be, like, classic Oscar hosts? Like, Ellen DeGeneres, Billy Crystal. Um, who else is, like, a classic Oscar host? Um, not James Franco. You need to, like, go to ABC right now and pitch this because I'm digging this idea. Okay, so this is a new segment we're going to have in our show. At the beginning of every month, uh, me and Gal are going to do a segment called uh, Streaming Hype, which is our personal, like, top three picks for streaming this month. Anyway, uh, do you mind if I start with mine, Gal? Let's start with yours. Okay, so my top three... Uh, starting from the bottom, uh, is Jupiter's Legacy. It used to be that you protect your country. They call you a hero. The world is changing. So I guess we're going to have to change with it. It's a superhero show again, but it's more in the vein of the boys than it is like a Marvel show. or Like, yeah, it's more like serious and like, I, I believe is like um, it's like rated R if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And like yeah, I'm very hyped for that one because it's the first show from uh, Millar Comics with the deal with they have with Netflix, which is like the comics comic book company from Mark Millar, which like he wrote Avengers, he wrote a bunch of stuff before he started his own company. So I'm really excited about that one because it's like again it's like a darker, like more serious, different superhero show. My second one would be Star Wars The Bad Batch. The Clone Wars have ended. You can either adapt and survive or die with the past. The decision is yours. 
we do what we do. So when does it take place in the Star Wars timeline? It takes place right after, uh, right after Episode Three, right after, uh, right after Order Sixty Six. Order Sixty Six. There you go. Uh, right after that, and it uh, follows around like a group of like former clone troopers. R- right after like this happened, and I'm really excited to watch that because I want to see. I don't know if they're gonna explore this, but like the psychological ramifications of like a co- clone trooper that just had to kill like a bunch of people they cared about. Yeah, they were like brainwashed, and then after that, they were like back to being people. Exactly. Like, oh my god, so just I, killed my master. Exactly. I really went. I went. I don't. Maybe they'll they'll do that because like clone wars and rebels tended, even though they're like hit shows, they tended to get like kind of serious. So uh, I'd be up for that. My number one is Army of the Dead. I didn't think this was gonna make like my number one like for me, but I'm really hyped for it. That's heavy, brother. But I dig it. I watched Zombieland 2 the other day and like I'm really hyped for another big budget like crazy zombie movie and i love heist movies so the combination of both just sounds insanely good to me and i'm also like in the Zack snyder hype train right now after <laughs> justice league and uh I'm, I'm watching that i think this is the only one from your top three that i'm gonna end up watching i'm looking forward to it too i don't know how good it'll be because Zack snyder has been a bit hit or miss for me but he's always very daring and out there and so i'm looking forward to seeing what he does All right, so I guess we're moving on to my picks. So yep. I'll count down, I guess. So my number three would be a show called The Underground Railroad. Nothing was given. All was earned. Hold on to what belongs to you. So it's basically... It like flips some events of history where the Underground Railroad isn't just like a chain of people helping slaves escape during the Civil War era, but it's a literal railroad being built to like help slaves escape. And the reason I'm very excited for this one is because of the director and his name is Barry Jenkins. He made Moonlight, a movie that won a lot of Oscars and fantastic movie and also the movie If Beale Street Could Talk. I'm very looking forward to seeing his direction. And also Joel Edgerton, great actor. He's going to be in it. Wow, amazing. You you sold me on that. I'm watching that. Like, I had no idea about anything about this show. I'm you, glad I sold you. You sold you me on page. it because, like, I love, like, Barry Jenkins. Come on. And, uh, wow. It, and the, just the, the premise sounds amazing. My number two is also coming out next Friday, May 14th on HBO Max. So you may need a VPN for it. Anyway, the movie is called Those Who Wish Me Dead. I'm worried about what he might know. You really want to die for this kid? I promise you, I'll get us out of this. The reason I'm very excited for this film is also the director and writer. His name is Taylor Sheridan. And he wrote three movies that people really love. They're called Sicario, first of all. Great movie. Hell or High Water which is a really good like Western heist film. And then Wind River, which he also directed with Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. So anyway, 
those three movies have just proven why he's worth being excited for. Uh, well, now I actually might have to watch that because I, I, I really love him. Like, uh, Hell of Our High Water was one of my favorite movies that year. It was, uh, I it agree, was really it was good. terrific. So number one is something that I know you're also hyped for, and that is Cruella. I'm just getting started, darling. The thing is, I was born brilliant. Born bad. So it's coming out simultaneously in theaters. Hopefully they're all open in Israel in three weeks and on Disney Plus premium access on May 28th. I don't necessarily think it'll be better than a Taylor Sheridan movie or a Barry Jenkins show, but I'm very much excited by that trailer. Uh, pleasantly surprised. And Emma Stone is always great. Um, also, like, the whole production value and just the fact that it gives me, like, Birds of Prey vibes. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited, too. Like, I love the trailer, and I'm definitely going to watch this again. I want to watch it in theaters. Israel, help me. And yeah, like I'm super excited. I heard an analysis. This is really far-fetched. That this is like Disney's PG-13 Joker. <laughs> yeah, it is PG-13, which is rare for a Disney movie. That's not Marvel or Star Wars. So that yeah. has me curious too. Yeah, which is what that factoring into that analysis I watched that it's like Disney's PG-13 Joker, which it is really be weird. could Disney Joker. All right, so now bringing us back to the 80s with Total Recall. For this week's Total Recall is a movie that I'm very excited to talk about. And I rewatched for, I think, the third time. And Alan has just watched for the first time. And that movie is Top Gun. I saw Top Gun for the first time a couple years ago. And I liked it. Admittedly, it's not one of my favorites. But just the classicness of it. Like, you can tell by the way this movie's made and by what's it about by what it's about, why it's so iconic. And my parents both absolutely love it. And we have a family friend who the dad in the family is obsessed with this movie. He knows every line. One time we were just sitting and he starts reciting a scene from the movie line by line. And I was so impressed because I cannot do that for any movie. Yeah, for sure. To be fair, Topkin seems like it would be like the de facto dad movie of like our dad's generation maybe exactly like it's it's so so much dad material in that movie <laughs> what was uh, your first reaction watching it for the first time this week i'm gonna be honest i liked it i just didn't love it like i yeah I, i'm the same i thought it, i thought it was gonna be like one of those classic action movies that were, that i would want to revisit all the time it is not like uh i love the the action the action sequences and i know this was like big at the time because like nobody did anything like this before like with fighter jets and stuff like that i'd say the action ages pretty well actually exactly like it it, it all looks great yeah I, I didn't think i was watching like a movie for from like the 80s like honestly like i thought it could have come out like later than that yeah back in the day they used to have like a lot of obvious green screen and you don't really see that you don't in this see movie. that at all it's it's really good uh one thing like about like Technically, the movie that really kind of annoyed me, I, I watched it with a couple of friends. She noticed it before I did. That is so, there are so many continuity mistakes in this movie. And I did not realize that. And once she, once she told me, it clicked on me and there is a bunch. I'm going to give one example here just so you know what I'm talking about. 
he goes on a date with the female lead and and he goes it's this beautiful sunset he's riding his motorcycle like it's amazing next to the beach he goes he has like this big date with her like they spend like hours together uh and when he comes out the sunset is still the same sunset on the exact <laughs> same position and he leaves and it's still that beautiful sunset i remember that now <laughs> and i'm like what the hell am i watching like this is such like this is basic stuff Either maybe they spent five minutes together they were like nah this isn't working out <laughs> Like, it was so clear that they were, like, hours together because, like, they, they first had dinner and then they talked, in, like, somewhere else. Like, they had, like, this big, heavy discussion about, like, his father. So, like, it, that that re that really, like, boggled my mind. And it happens, like, this is the worst that it gets. But it happened a couple of other times and I was like, oh, my God, why, director, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> well, I do think this is one of the movies that even though it's not one of Tom Cruise's best performances, it's one of the movies that established him as a movie star. He's one of my favorite actors and one of my favorite movie stars in general. When you think of Tom Cruise, you say, oh, Mission Impossible, Top Gun would definitely be up there. Listen, I don't want to become like Grumpy Allen, or, but I think that's a pattern that's established in here when we talk about these older movies. Uh, something that was really funny, but really weird and like cheesy was the romance in this movie. It got, like, it got so cheesy. So many awkward close-ups of Tom Cruise. I kind of just bought it. I don't know. Making out with that, with, was it Meg Ryan? No, Meg Ryan is, was Meg that? Ryan's Goose's girlfriend. Goose's this is girlfriend. Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis, yeah. So, like, the same song that played every single time that they, that they were together, played again, and they were awkwardly yeah. making out again. So it was so it was it was funny to watch that with friends. For the record, that song is called Take My Breath Away. In my opinion, one of the best romance songs ever made. I agree with you, but don't throw it in my face like Eight times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get that. And also, another iconic song that plays twice in the movie is Danger Zone. I think it plays at least four times. <laughs> yeah. They, they reused the, these two songs, the whole movie. There was like, there were, I think there maybe was another one, one more, and that was it. Maybe. Yeah, they just replayed these two songs, the whole movie. It's weird because so weird. I remember looking up like the Top Gun soundtrack and there were some other songs that I remember like associating those songs with Top Gun and then rewatching it. They're not in the movie. There's like Mighty maybe, Wings. Maybe it's in the credits. It's, maybe. There's like Destination Unknown, all these other like eighties songs that I don't remember being in the movie. Maybe I'm wrong. I usually take notes. When uh, when I watch movies for this show, the first line I wrote was "soundtrack is great" because the first like the first music came on, "Highway to the Danger Zone," and I was like, "Oh, this movie got me!" Like, "Danger Zone" is iconic, y'all. So like, I wrote "soundtrack is great," and then like, one hour later, I was like, "Soundtrack is not great. It's three. <laughs> it's two songs playing over and over again." <laughs> I mean, I think those two definitely cemented just because. 
I think those two songs are excellent. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to talk about the new one? Top Gun Maverick, finally coming out November 2021. The end is inevitable, Maverick. You're kind of headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I watched only the first trailer. Same. Um, I got it came really out two hyped. years ago. Yeah, which is so crazy. But like, I'm so hyped for that one. I'm excited. You know, Tom Cruise, you can still sign me up for anything with him. Except I didn't watch the one mummy movie that he was in. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Seems like he's still got the spirit. The action still looks impressive and exciting. Seems like they'll pay tribute to some of the iconic stuff from the first movie. Like they're playing volleyball again and there's a piano scene. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. You back your love drives a man insane. You broke my will. Oh, what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I'm so excited. I really want to see what a Top Gun movie looks like today. Like I'm really excited. I'm very pumped, yeah. And Tom Cruise is going to be joined by two other of my favorite actors. Jennifer Connelly and Ed Harris. Oh, Miles Teller is also in this movie. He's playing Goose's son. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, big rip there. Big rip. Amazing. So let's let's move on to our last part of our show, where we're going to discuss uh, a new movie that came out on Netflix, which is our recommendation for the week, for the week which is... The Mitchells versus the Machines. We're the last people left. It's up to us to save the world. Katie, we're gonna do this together. Mitchell family on three. Mitchell Mitchell family. Family. No, oh, no. Sorry. Two. Sorry, 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 sorry. One. Mitchell so what do you think about that one? I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't love it. It's not like Disney Pixar level, but it surprised me. It's like. It's very endearing and entertaining and humorous as well. I enjoyed the two hours of watching this movie. Yeah, some backstory. I believe this was supposed to to come out in on theaters as a is a Sony Pictures animation movie. It's not like a movie from Netflix. But you know, pandemic year, some stuff goes to streaming service. And I gotta say, I was really impressed with this movie, just like you. Like, um, I never really, I, I don't think I ever watched like a, a Netflix animation. Again, I know this is Sony and Sony has a great track record as of late. After Spider-Verse, you can put me in front of any Sony animation movie and I'll probably be pumped. It's the same producers too. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, exactly. who for the record also directed the Lego movie. And parts of Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was an interesting story. And both 21 Jump Street movies. Yeah, I love them. They're really good. Anyway... But going back to the movie that we're supposed to talk about, The Missions versus the Machine, uh, it starts um, Michael Rionda, which is kind of fun because he's the director. It was weird. Like, this is a 12-year-old boy who's obsessed with dinosaurs, voiced by a 30-something-year-old guy. And he was my favorite character in the movie. Really? So good for him. I thought it was a bit annoying. I really but, liked him. He but on the cute. subject of the voice cast, Maya Rudolph, first of all, I didn't know she was going to be in the movie, but her voice is so recognizable. And she yeah, is iconic. just great. As the mom, Danny McBride, I thought was like a perfect choice too. He plays the dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. He's really funny. Abby Jacobson did a fine job on that role. 
it's a, a more basic role. It's not that much out there as we see with some of these other ones. I would say it's easier to praise the other actors because she's the only one that I don't know from anything else. That's fair enough. <laughs> but... uh, also, I want to shout out Eric Andre here for uh, he was good for playing Mark Bowman, which is the he's the CEO, the CEO of some tech company. Clearly, like modeled after Mark Zuckerberg, he's even named Mark. Uh, but I gotta say, who I love the most is Olivia Coleman as the AI. Really, I did not like that very much. Really, I thought I thought she was hilarious. I thought she was kind of cheesy. I I enjoyed more uh, Eric Andre's side of that oh. the, the, that corner of the movie. Well, the thing about this whole movie is it is very cheesy. It's this ordinary family with, like, family issues, which was actually a very heartfelt aspect. And they're fighting, like, the robot apocalypse, which is going to be cheesy. And so the whole movie leans into the cheesy aspect of it, sort of like the Lego movie. And that's what made it really fun. Yeah, I agree with you. I just think some of her lines got a bit too cheesy to, like, mustache twirling for me. But she, she did a good job. Like, it's just a little bit cheesy. Who's behind this? Pal? I gave you all boundless knowledge, and you treated me like this. Poke, poke, swipe, poke, swipe, poke, poke, pinch, But I, I, I gotta say, I, I think I might have loved this movie. Really, I really yeah. liked it. Like, uh, I had such a good time watching it. Like, I, I was watching on my laptop, and, like, my roommates <laughs> were, like, doing work or something, like, in the couch next to me. And, like, at random times, like, they just re- heard me, like, screaming, laughing, like, at a couple of jokes in this movie. And I always had, like, this smile on my face, which is not something I do with every movie I watch. So, especially for, like, this weird little, like, animation, like, that randomly do- dropped on Netflix to make me, like, that excited and, like, that emotionally invested, like, in the characters and their their dynamics. I don't know, like, I was presently surprised that this movie it was really good i gotta say alan and i were both very surprised by this movie and i'm glad to hear that you think the same because i really enjoyed it too so that wraps up today's show our first show of may 2021 yeah i had a i had a blast today honestly gal talking about movie news with you i'm so excited to weekly talk about movie news with you now even though that's something we already did without microphones in our faces um we, I had a great time talking Top Gun. I'm excited. I'm happy I finally saw it. Um, and I had a great time also watching the the Mitchells versus the Machines. And I know you did it. You did it too. It was surprising to both of us. I did. That's it. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Have a great week.